Welcome to Understanding the Law Radio, your business success and legal information station. And now, your host, Peter Lamont. Well, hi, and thanks for joining me. I am your host, Peter Lamont, along with my co-host, Brendan. How you doing? Doing good. Going on vacation, Brendan? Uh, sometime soon, hopefully. Well, with summer, really, literally right around the corner, days away, really. I think it is the summer, technically. I mean, we're in June. It's the oh, end of geez, June. you're right. Have I missed the start of summer? It was the 21st. Yeah, you did. What, I missed what day it. is it today? I today missed is it. The, today's the 25th. Yeah, you missed it. I missed it. Well, false information you're spreading on this podcast. Well, apparently, I've just been so busy that I missed summer. That's so sad. It is really sad. Very sad to hear. You know, I've got this theory that once July 4th comes, summer's uh-huh. on its way out. It's over. I mean, kind of. You, you, second July 4th is done. The next advertisement, you know, boom. Is back to school. Back to school. You know, beginning of August. Get back to school stuff early. And then it's like, eh, I don't go to school anymore, thankfully. I'm no longer in elementary school, believe it or not. But it's still depressing to see all the back to school stuff. I'm, I'm glad you clarified that. Thanks. Yeah, just, just making sure people know. Um, so anyway, before we head back to school and we get into that, let's talk about what I'm really interested in, which is vacation. Oh, yes. You know, everybody needs a vacation. Absolutely. And uh, people go to tons of different de- destinations. Mm-hmm. Some people like to go to Europe. Oh, yeah. Uh, some people like to go to the beach. Of course. Like we, we're in New Jersey. And so there's an overwhelming percentage of people that really have a love for the jersey shore i like the jersey shore i like the jersey no shore. it's no. awesome i like the boardwalks no. and i like um weird tourist trappy places i like the jersey shore i don't love the you know jersey what i shore. really did love though recently i went to wildwood i believe it was sometime last year actually so not recently but I went to wildwood instead of the jersey shore because it was way too crowded and covid restrictions and other stuff and we went to Wildwood and the boardwalk. There was a candy store. There was all kinds of stuff. That was awesome. You know that? Okay. I mean, look, I like it. I like it. When I was a kid, I used to go to Seaside all the time. I used to. Yeah, I love Seaside. Yeah, they used to have records and cassettes um, at the stands with wheels. And it was great. But it's I, fun. It's a, re- it's a really unique feeling. It's a nice place to visit. But anyway, I would not <sighs> want to spend my vacation down there. Where would you like to spend your vacation? And what place are we going to be talking about today? Well, let's talk about a place that I do like. I like it quite a bit. And what's that? It's Disney World. Oh, I thought you were going to say the breakfast buffet. That, in my opinion, is the most magical place on earth. (laughs) No. The breakfast buffet is disgusting. No, it's not. You get cheap bagels, you know, really, really small yogurt. Listen, I used to like it when I was younger. Stale cereal. But now I don't. You want to know what turned me off from breakfast buffets? What's that? Just just one word. Mm-hmm. Now, it could be a hyphenated word. I'm not sure. Okay. But it's one word. Sneeze guards. Really? Well, listen. When you need to have a sneeze guard installed on your salad or breakfast mm. buffet, yeah, well, what does it. that imply? I get it. That there are, the fact that there are sneeze guards implies that there are sneezes to be guarded. That's right, and right. I don't, I don't, I don't want my salad with a side of sneeze. Yeah, it's gross. Oh, that's horrible. Why would you say that? That's disgusting. <laughs> Terribly disgusting. Well, all right. Well, let's talk about something that's not. Let's disgusting talk about something that's people. not disgusting. I happen to be a fan of Disney. A huge mouse. <laughs> yes, a huge mouse that talks and takes your money. Um, but today we're going to be talking about some of the 
strangest lawsuits that have been brought against Disney theme parks? You'd imagine there are, you know, thousands. Well, I think that most people are familiar with some of the more common ones, right? Mm -hmm. Now, look, some of these accidents are serious. I mean, there's, there's... number of years ago there was an alligator attack which prompted the park to put up the warning signs right yes that's right and that's a serious very very upsetting situation i believe there was also an incident where a snake fell out of a tree onto an older woman in animal kingdom and she got super scared and there was a whole hole to do with that let me tell you something if i was walking in animal kingdom yeah and a a snake i'd die i would die right Mm -hmm, there mm -hmm. on the spot i would drop dead yes but, um, but you know what, there's, there's other ones as well that aren't, yeah, it's still tragic, but you know, sometimes, sometimes you just got to laugh a little bit. Like the guy, for example, who loved the Pirates of the Caribbean ride so much that he wanted to make sure that he left a part of himself there. Oh boy. Remember the guy that stuck his hand yes, over? Yes, he stuck his hand overboard and he got fingers chopped off. Right. He, he wanted to some, for some reason, touch have you ever been to Disney World? Uh, uh, many, many times. It's Have you ever wanted to touch things that you know you shouldn't touch? Yes, I've always wanted to climb off the Haunted Mansion and just start touching things. But that's not what I'm talking about. No. Now, you're going overboard. Literally, overboard. I'm talking about, like, I don't know. Um, give me an example. Have you ever wanted to reach over on, say, you know the, um, you know Epcot? Mm-hmm. And there's the the Mexican boat ride. Yes. Oh, yes. I, I know exactly you, what you're you saying. You ever wanted to lean over and just touch the cement as the boat goes totally. by? But why? Right. You know, it's fun. But I do it. I do it too, and yeah. I don't know why. So you kind of can't blame the guy that wanted to leave his fingers at the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Well, I doubt he wanted to leave his fingers there. And you know, I think this is an absolute tragedy. I can totally make a Captain Hook joke. But I will not. I will restrain from making a hook hand joke. He might be listening to this podcast. We might be. Captain Hook? No, not Captain Hook. Uh, The guy, you know, with two less fingers. We might be his favorite podcasters. (laughs) And he's tuning in today. Oh, I'm so excited to see what they say about vacations. And boom. We're giving him the finger. We're we're (laughs) giving two fingers. All right. Well, let's let's move (laughs) on. Oh, my God. But no, everybody knows that there's lawsuits. In fact, it's very easy. It's very easy to blame them for things like, oh, I had a, a I was permanently scarred by the disturbing imagery on the haunted mansion. You know, yeah, I yeah. was so startled by the drop on the frozen ride. And then, you know, I think inter- interestingly, uh, there are so many millions of people that go through Disney World every year. Yeah. The amount of actual lawsuits and injuries are so are so minimal quite mm-hmm. frankly mm-hmm. you know you can look on um i can't remember the name of the website but every quarter the disney theme parks along with the other florida theme parks have to release their accident and injury reports right so you can go on and you can look um and see how many people have been injured you know some of it results in lawsuits some of it doesn't some of it's because of a faulty ride. Some of it's just because somebody has a heart attack or something like that. Right. So you can look and see, but there are, are fewer than you would think. But we are going to be talking today about some of the strangest lawsuits that have been brought against the Disney theme parks. And while some of the serious, serious lawsuits, you know, like the alligator attack and things that are, are true tragedies are, you know, possibilities what we're talking about today 
are real lawsuits, but they just don't seem to have that same severity. So I want to bring you back for a second to mm, the era of my birth. Okay. And when's that? In the 70s. All right. I'm not going to give you the exact, but in the 70s, the early 70s. 1870s or 1970s? And we're going to go with 19, thanks. All right. I'm just fooling. But I'm going to take you back. I'm going to take you back to the Magic Kingdom in 1976. And in 1976, one of the most popular group of characters in the park happened to be the Three Little Pigs. Oh, is that right? They would huff and they would puff. and No, no, no. Would... That was the wolf. Okay. The wolf would huff and he yes. would puff. Okay. And he would try to Just blow the little. Just clarifying. We're not trying to, you know. I appreciate it. I am from the 70s, so, you know, things happen. Three little pigs slander. Okay. So the three little pigs, they mm-hmm. were these adorable little pigs. Right. I don't know how adorable they are. I mean, they were big pigs in big costumes. Anyway. Whatever. <laughs> Anyway, those were one of the most popular characters. There were all kinds of weird characters back in the 70s. There was Geppetto. There was um, the Three Pigs, the Big Bed Wolf, all, all the, the characters that you rarely see anymore. But in 1976, a woman who reportedly weighed somewhere around 240 pounds mm-hmm. alleged that one of the three little pigs, we're not sure which one, it's, it's either the one that made his house of brick, the one who made it of straw, or the one who made it of clay. Well, you know what? I'm going to say that it's the one who made it of brick because he, his house was not blown down by this lawsuit because Disney quickly pointed out the three little pigs cannot move their arms. Well, we didn't even tell you what happened yet. Oh, my God. Can I, can I explain yeah, what yeah, happened? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. The woman alleged that she was groped. Oh, my. By one of the three little pigs. One of these little pigs ran up, allegedly, to her and grabbed her chest and then began shouting, Mommy, Mommy. Is that right? That's what she alleges. Well, as I I previously pointed out a little bit before, you know, putting the cart behind the horse. Nope. Nope. Would you consider yourself athletic? No. I think you might be because you just jumped the gun. Yeah, that's right. Well, Disney proved in court the three little pig costumes cannot move their arms. And so the case did not progress very far. You know what's interesting, though? I, I don't, I mean, the, there's a, pictures I've seen of the little pigs. I, mm-hmm. the, the, the costumes that I remember them move their arms. I think that. Uh, in the in the seventies, I think it was the older costumes where um, they couldn't move their arms and they had these huge heads. So the arms were just kind of like fabric. Could you yeah. imagine that? Could you imagine why would somebody why would somebody say that? Yeah. Why? I mean, well, my theory uh, is that, but maybe a person in the park actually did that. And then when she turned around, she saw a pig. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like that would be such a weird thing for someone I don't to just know. come I think up somebody's with. Somebody's looking for money there. And I also don't understand why in the litigation it was important to point out what the woman weighed. How is that at all relevant? I, I mean, don't know. I, I, I'm not understanding very this case thing. at all. But it was actually alleged. They alleged her weight. And then the three little pigs, you know, grabbed up and grabbed her chest. I, I don't know. I think the whole thing is just really um, 
far-fetched, but that's that's one of them. So these that we're talking about today are not the ones you're going to hear on the news. They're not the ones that that deal with you know people dying or fingers being left at the pirates. These are the ones that are real, but that you've never heard of. Here, here's another one. Have you ever been to one of these Circle Vision theaters in Disney? Oh, like the Carousel of Progress, of course. Well, well, not really. No, not the Carousel of Progress. Carousel of Progress rotates around. I'm talking about one of the um, movies in oh, the like a cir- yes, circle. Yes, yes, I know. I'm okay. confused again. So the ones in Epcot, kind of right. So, for example, there was one in Canada, mm-hmm. and you'd stand in the middle of the floor, yes. and they would have a 360 degree movie screen. And the movie would show moving images like you're flying over the mountains or what? That's whatnot. right. That's right. And I, who, and and who was who was the host of that? It was um, what's his name? Martin Short. Yes. Yeah. So I, I don't right. think they have that show anymore. I also, think they, uh, updated it to something different. Another one that was similar was uh, Ellen's Universe of Energy. Yeah, you, that was that was somewhat similar. Right, because they had the the screen that was around you mm-hmm. when they did the Big Bang part. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know what you're talking about. Right. They had they had the screens, but then they would turn it into a ride where you you yeah. drive through. I always I always didn't like that though because it was so long. It was so like such a wait for all the cars to uh, whatever. I, again, well, Ellen's adventures is no gone. longer there. Yeah, Ellen's no longer adventuring. No, but I do agree that was a long ride. But in, anyway, yeah. The point of this this lawsuit is that um, if you've ever been in one of these things. You know that as you're standing there, there is a tendency to become disoriented or dizzy. Has that ever happened to you or no? Oh, yeah, of course. You know, you're standing there and it's like flying over the Canadian mountains and you're like, whoa, you know, right. is this soaring or is this circle right. vision? Well, there have been, believe it or not, a large number of lawsuits against Disneyland, uh, not the one in Florida, but the one in California, because people have become dizzy on some of these circle movie things um there's also been a couple that have come out of uh, epcot center in florida but the one that 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 is um sort of the most notable is one in in california where a guest claimed that the uh circarama theater mm-hmm. in disneyland made her feel dizzy and then caused her to fall over a railing and strike her head is that right but unfortunately for her it was later determined that a nurse that she saw afterwards who was treating her mm-hmm. must have been told by this woman that, in fact, she had tripped over a railing trying to take a shortcut. Seems way different than her story. Well, you know what it is? Look, this is funny. Not funny at all. There's this, <laughs> this theory in, in personal injury cases mm-hmm. where... If you made a statement to your treating physician, oftentimes people say, well, if you go to your treating physician or you go to an emergency room, right, Mm -hmm. you're not thinking about a lawsuit. You're thinking about, oh, man, I just got hurt. I better tell the doctor who's here to help me exactly what happened. The truth, in other words. So in this case where the woman fell over the railing, she probably went to see the nurse and said, oh, oh, crap, I hurt myself. I better tell her the truth so she knows how to take care of me. Mm-hmm. She says, I was trying to climb over the railing to get into the other aisle, and I tripped and fell. And it wasn't until later on when she realized that she could try to make some money. And unfortunately right. for her, it fell short. Martin yeah. Short. 
well, I thought fell over the railing, fell short. Ah. A different wavelength. Well, I'll tell you a very interesting one. This one I find fascinating, honestly. Disney was sued in 2009 by a woman who rode the Tower of Terror over 50 times a day. See, she suffered from abdominal adhesions and claimed that the frequent drops on the ride helped to ease the pain. She was able to acquire a guest assistance card, and that allowed her to cut to the front of the line, but a new manager instigated a limit on the number of rides she could take per day. She became super angry at this and was banned from the parks for abusing cast members, although she would go on to deny this. All right, so these these guest assistance cards, back in 2009, Mm -hmm. you'd go to guest services and you'd say, hey, listen, I've got a medical condition. And -hmm. and because they really weren't allowed to ask you for like a doctor's note, they would typically give these cards out. And if there was a faster route into the ride or a shortened line because of the medical assistance card, you'd show it. And they'd bring you to the front of the line or they'd bring you in a, a, a back door or a secret way. So this woman must have gone to guest services and, and said, hey, listen, I've got, you know, a medical issue. They give her the pass. And then she goes on to ride the Tower of Terror. Now, I, I don't understand how falling down an elevator shaft is going to uh, help you and your abdominal adhesions. I feel like maybe there's a better... Uh, solution to that problem that she might not have thought of. Like a doctor? Yes, specifically a doctor. <laughs> I, I don't... I Have you ever ridden the Tower of Terror? Uh, a few times. I, I'd say three or four times. All right, so I remember riding it once, and I remember it scaring the heck out of me and me not wanting to do it again. <laughs> How could anybody ride 50 times a day? First That's, of all... Yeah, it's a little much. Don't you work? Yeah, that's an interesting question. A lot of this, a lot of this is up in the air. I'm fascinated with all of this. How do you? Well, first of all, let let's say that you have a guest pass, so you get to the front of the line, right? Mm-hmm. How long are you in the park to ride the Tower of Terror fifty times in a row? It has to be almost all day, because there's there, even if you skip the queue, there's still a pre-show, right? Right. Even if you skip the pre-show. And you go right into the elevator shaft. Mm-hmm. The ride itself is like what, ten minutes, five minutes, eight minutes, something like that. Yeah, that's right. And then you something have to like that. you have to go down, and then you've got to get back online because you you go out the gift shop area. So she must have gone as soon as the park opened and left as soon as it closed. It's crazy. It's Just really going on really the Tower crazy. of Terror over and over again. I think it's terrible. Terrible. How could you? I just don't. I don't understand it. I really don't yeah, understand that, it. That's a fascinating one. You want to know what else is fascinating? How some people just don't think. Here's an interesting one. You know Cinderella Castle. It's in the center of the park. You you know about it. I do. It's the, it's the big thing. Everybody knows Cinderella yep. Castle. It has a shell made of fiberglass. It is not made of real stone. But one woman didn't know this, and she sued Disney claiming that a brick had fallen from the structure and had hit her head. And then Disney had to say, no, Cinderella Castle is not made of bricks. It's made of fiberglass, so you're lying. That's insane. Absolutely. You know, it does look like it's made of brick. I mean, sure, it looks like it, but 
It's not. Not at all. I, I just think that there's so many people that, um, you know, unfortunately are just trying to find a way to get rich. Mm-hmm. They love Disney so much they want to get some money so they can just, you know, buy a house in Golden Oak and stay down there. Right. I would love that. I love the idea of that. You know, the Golden Oak. Of what? Oak. Suing? No, suing no, no, Disney? Not, not suing. Not suing Disney. But the Golden Oak houses, those million-dollar houses on Disney property. Imagine being able to say that. Oh, yeah, I own a mansion in Disney World. That's like a dream. Yeah. That would be amazing. You well, know, listen. you tell your friends, oh, where do you live? Oh, I live, you know, over here. Where do you live? I live in Disney. Next time you go, just stand under the castle and tell them a brick fell on you. <laughs> you're probably wise to that one. You're going to have to do something a little bit more daring. By the way, I'm still hung up on this woman and the Tower of Terror. Mm-hmm. Do you think that in any way she decided that she was going to find that thrill somewhere else, like skydiving? You know, because she wanted to make sure that those, that he, or, or what, jumping out of a window, any of these things to help her uh, abdominal adhesions. So here, I'm going to tell you my least favorite ride in all of Walt Disney World. And what's that? It's it's a small world. Oh, you hate, it's a small world? I hate it. You're one s- of those, you're I one hate, of those small world haters. I hate it because of the stupid song that oh, sticks the song is great. The whole no, ride not. is fun. It's you not. get to go on, you see the people at the... The Pinocchio's restaurant, you get to go through, and it's a nice little ride. It's fun. Classic. Well, let me tell you about It's a Small World. It's a dangerous ride. Well, at at least for... That's the last thing I think of when I see It's a Small World. You ever see those t-shirts? You know, I'm not sure it's dangerous. Do you know what we're talking about here? You ever see those t-shirts, I survived It's a Small World? Those are hysterical. I love those. Well, there was a case with a gentleman who was in a wheelchair who sued Disney because he was trapped on one of the boats for 40 minutes. Is that right? The ride broke down. 40 minutes. Did he have to listen to the song the whole time? Probably. Oh, man. Cast members couldn't get him out because of his wheelchair and was stuck on the boat for 40 minutes. He won $8,000. Oh. And the judge ruled that inadequate assistance had been provided. Now, there's more to it, I'm sure, right? Because I've been stuck on rides... For a long time, you don't have any damages really to go out and sue somebody. So there's got to be more to it. Maybe he became ill. Um, who who knows? We, we don't know why specifically. But um, eight thousand dollars for being trapped on It's a Small World. Now, quite frankly, sitting on It's a Small World for forty five minutes or forty minutes listening to that song that's damage. That's yeah, that's like absolutely that's like no torture. doubt torture torture. Okay. How about uh, let's swing over to the animal parks? Oh, I thought that you were going to say Spider Man. No, that's Universal Studios. Well, I'll say something: the Animal Kingdom, the theme park in Disney, full of animals, tropical animals. You know, you get to go on a safari and see the giraffes and the lions. lions. Well, this next one did not take place inside of Animal Kingdom. You'd think when we talk about an escaped lion, we'd be talking about Animal Kingdom, but right. no, not at all. What are we thinking of? In this case, an African lion escaped from a backyard cage and killed the next-door neighbor. The family of the victim alleged that Disneyland was at fault because they failed to track down the owner who was visiting the park that day in time. They were not successful in court. 
That's insane. Absolutely insane. A, an escaped lion. It, in the first place, what that whole thing is mind-boggling. You know that? Listen, Who if, has a lion in their backyard is the, in the first place? Well, what's his name? The Tiger King. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I think that, that the the takeaway here from this episode is if you're going to sue Disney, come up with something better than what these people have. I, I've got a good one. So we're in Epcot Center. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever been on the uh, Living Seas with Nemo, you ever see that ride? Nemo? I, have, I love okay. that ride. I love the queue. I am going to say this, you know, a little bit off topic. The line leading up to the Nemo ride is one of the best lines in all of Disney. Well, it's never crowded. It's never crowded. It's nice and chill. You it's get to, super cold. It's very like, you know. It's cold and relaxing. Yeah, so when you say chill, you're referring to themed. relaxing. Right? Uh, it, it, both. It's it's chilly and it's chill out. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, let me tell you about before it was Nemo. What so was it? Before it was Nemo, it was the Seas Pavilion at Epcot. Right. And it was kind of like, I can't remember what they called it, Sea Base Alpha or Sea Base something. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking All about. Right. So you would go into this room that looked like an elevator mm-hmm. and the floor would vibrate and the, the lights would flash and you were descending, I don't know, 20,000 leagues below the sea. And then when you opened the door, you were now in the sea base and you were underwater and there were fish and sharks and and you're inside this this aquarium, right? So I remember as a as a younger kid, I was kind of afraid of the they were called the hydrolators. I was kind of afraid because you it was so realistic that you actually felt like you were going down under the sea. But that's all part of just the Disney magic, how they could make that seem like it's real right well one woman sued disney saying that she got the bends which is a decompression sickness right so it's any, a, when any a scuba, scuba diver ascends too quickly that's right so she actually sued disney saying she got the bends from using the hydrolator mm-hmm. unfortunately for this guest she did not do her research she failed to understand that the hydrolator doesn't actually move. It doesn't move. Doesn't it, delve you into the deep underwater you underneath are Disney. not submersed anywhere. In fact, it was a room with a vibrating floor and flashing lights. And so you didn't go anywhere. And because you didn't go anywhere, guess what she didn't get? She didn't get any money. Or the bends. Or the bends. She didn't get either. <laughs> so, you know, I but... But I guess you could say, hey, Disney, great job, because it was so realistic that you convinced somebody that they were going under the sea, mm-hmm. right? Under the sea. Did you see how I did that? I like that one. That was funny. And uh, get the bends. Well, that's, you know, if you're going to sue Disney for something like that, make sure you do your research. Do your research. Yeah, this is just an informative podcast on how to sue Disney. <laughs> have anything else? Sue them for scarring you, and they'll have to reveal this haunted room is not actually stretching. Uh, the well, next one. in one of them it does. In it, Disneyland. In Disney World, it's... the ceiling rises right. in the Haunted Mansion. In Disneyland, the floor drops. It's an elevator. It doesn't really drop. It's well, a it slow doesn't. It doesn't it's a, yeah, it's an elevator. It's a slow, slow elevator. Right. Okay. I'm sure it feels no different. 
Anyway, give me one more. Here's an interesting one. Last one. This is really bizarre. The characters that wander through the parks, Mickey, you know, you know they're real. Yeah, you, they're real. They're real. Of course they are. Now they talk. But a lot of lawsuits mention children witnessing headless characters backstage. Like the horseman? No, not like the horseman. No, Two he- lawsuits have cited headless characters. One case involved security staff falsely accusing a family of shoplifting and dragging them backstage. And another saw a former Mouseketeer brought backstage after being held up at gunpoint. Both distressing events, regardless of the presence of beheaded characters. But both of them mentioned children witnessing beheaded Disney characters and being scarred from that. Thinking that Mickey Mouse had had his head cut off. Uh, that sounds that sounds a little a little much, too. You're, you're telling me that you've got psychological trauma from seeing Mickey without a head? Well, to be fair, if I found out that you were a person in a suit and I saw you beheaded, I would also have psychological trauma. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that um, these lawsuits that we talked about today kind of highlight the idea that you know people just think they can sue people think that disney has so much money well, and do. so much going on that they can probably get away with a lot you know less evidence in lawsuits they, but they, they that's think not that how they it can works. try and take some money well, that's what it is i think they think to themselves i think some of them are are maybe you know they've got some issues like the adhesion one um but others i think they just feel like hey disney's got deep pockets they're gonna pay me Mm -hmm. maybe you're right maybe they think that they're not actually going to pay attention they're just gonna settle with them to make them go away but some of these lawsuits are just overly absurd they're ridiculous right and it just doesn't make any sense like for example the brick one right we talked about the brick in the castle yeah maybe that person actually did feel like something hit her same thing uh, with the three little pigs. Like I said, I wonder if perhaps that woman was actually groped in the park that day. You know, the, with so many people there, you know, there are bound to be terrible people that would do that kind of thing. Or maybe somebody just bumped into her. Sure. I mean, I'm sure, you know, children calling for his mother, mommy, mommy, as someone bumps into her, she turns around, there's the three little pit. You know, there are so many things that could have happened. I don't think talking about a 1979 issue 76. where the woman... Oh, 76? 76. Oh, my. Talk- <laughs> we're, we're theorizing about a, a non-issue from so many years ago. You know, perhaps something did happen to that woman, and she... Thought it was the little pigs. I mean, you never know. You just never know. Well, look, here's the lesson that we learned. If you're going to sue a theme park, especially one as powerful as Disney, make sure mm-hmm. that you have a legitimate cause of action. Absolutely. An actual claim. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your money trying to sue Disney for something that just is not feasible. Right. Something that's not possible. Because you're not going to have them just give you money to go away, they defend these things. They look right. into them, and if they feel that they're right, then you just don't have a magical day. They're not going to give you money. Right. You don't get Mickey dollars. Nope. It's not going to happen. They don't have those anymore. Remember, they used to have them. They used to. You get, like, Mickey dollars. hmm Not anymore. You couldn't use them, though, 
in like the grocery store. No, I tried once. They they gave me funny looks. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. Hopefully you found it um, somewhat entertaining. I mean, some of these lawsuits are ridiculous, but they did. Some happen. of them are tragic. Some of them are magic. I couldn't oh, think of look anything at that. else. Dr. Seuss that's going to do it. Well, that's again, that's at Universal Studios. And well, that's for the next episode. <laughs> well, we are going to be doing a series of uh, some summertime uh, podcasts, things that are, are related to summer, summer vacation. Um, every year we, or at least for the last few years, I've tried to do a podcast involving some some safety things when it comes to vacation. And some of them are actually things that you don't think about, right? They're not the normal things and they stem mm-hmm. from cases that I've had in the past. So we'll be doing that on one of the upcoming episodes. We also have a fun episode where we're going to be looking at Jaws, the movie Jaws, and looking at it from a liability standpoint, and we're going to be discussing what would have happened if there had been lawsuits in Jaws, who would have been responsible. It's kind of a fun show, so we're going to be doing that in the next couple of episodes as well, but that's going to do it for today. Thanks for watching. Yeah, thanks for listening. You're just way off today. It's the same thing. Thanks for watching. You know, you know. But you're not watching. You watch with your eyes. You listen with your ears. Okay. You know, I'm going to sue you just for wasting my time. Psychological damage? Psychological damage. Well, I didn't sing The Small World for 40 (laughs) minutes. All right. That's going to do it for today's episode. Make sure you let your friends and family know about the podcast and, and subscribe if you haven't. I've talked to a lot of people who say, hey, I love your show. But they aren't subscribed. You got to subscribe. Then you're not a true fan. Yeah, so make sure you subscribe and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Understanding the Law Radio. Make sure you follow Peter on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And stay tuned for future episodes.